Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast on a... Wonderful Wednesday. That's it. <laughs> Hallelujah. We have a do not fear scripture for the day. Yes, right? we do. Because we are not fearing this year. Matter of fact, even if we don't see them next year, we're not going to fear next year either. So this is our Deuteronomy 3 verse 2. Deuteronomy 3 verse 2 says, The Lord said to me, Do not be afraid of him, for I have delivered him into your hands, yes. along with his whole army and his land. Do to him what you did to Cheyenne, king of the Amorites, who reigned in Heshbon. Sometimes those things are repeated. It really freaks you out. And you go, wait, I've seen that before. But sometimes things just get repeated. Yes, they do. On today's call, we're going to discuss. God wants us to win every time. Well, I like that idea, don't you? <laughs> okay. And we have a shout-out today. We do. We let's do, do the shout-out shout first. first. <gasps> We have a very special friend of ours. A godly woman out of who's Nick. a sweetheart. That's it. Her name is Diane, and it's her birthday. Hallelujah. She and her husband, Dave, live in Raleigh. Yes, they do. And we wish you the best day. We've ever. already prayed for you to have the best day ever. We have. So we really are so thankful. And yeah. that's what you're going to have. In Jesus' name, and amen. Hallelujah. All right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what have we got going today? Let like I talk said, about, that's right. there's a winner every time. Yeah. There's much more than a carny at a local county fair trying to lure unsuspecting people to relieve them of their hard-earned cash. Money. Yeah. Yes, there is a winner every time. But the real point is, what you win isn't worth having unless you win a dozen or more times. Yeah, how about it? Okay. Hallelujah. Then you can trade a, for a decent prize, yeah. which you could have actually purchased a two-thirds less than you spent being a winner. This teaching isn't about local county fairs, even though this is a, well, just yeah. kind of past the time <laughs> of year for such events. But today we feel led to share how you can be a real winner, mm -hmm. a scriptural winner, a bondage-breaking, yoke-destroying winner every time. According to the promises of God. And he wants us to win every time. 2 Corinthians 2.14. 2 Corinthians 2.14. Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. You know, honey, let me digress because I know that there is someone who said, yeah, that sounds good, but it doesn't happen. Look, it does. But what happens is we don't look at it the same way God does. When we get into a problem, conflict, something's going on in our lives we go oh why did this happen the point of it is is God is wanting to show up and show off for us by him building more character into our lives instead of saying oh why this we need to say Holy Spirit here is a problem but I know that you have an answer and you will walk me through it now show me Lord because I don't know the way yeah. and that's what makes us right. always triumph in Christ Jesus because mm -hmm. you notice it says in Christ it's not us triumphing because we go oh I can handle this it's us triumph being triumphant because we're going Lord we're relying on you you, you know the Bible plainly states that Jesus disarms Satan yes and all his demon whores and don't you forget it <laughs> Colossians 2 15 2 15 classic amplified God disarmed the principalities and powers that were arranged against us. 
and made a bold display and public example of them, and triumphing over them in him and in it, the cross. Mm -hmm. We need to always remember the Word of God says that we're supposed to triumph, not 51% of the time, not even 85% of the time, but always, always. How much easier this sounds when we realize that Satan has no weapon to work against us. Hallelujah. Isaiah 54, 17, the scripture. 54, 17, no weapon that's formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. Notice it says formed. It may be formed against you. That's right. It's important for you to understand that you have a part in this battle. Joy in the midst of conflict. Please notice that this passage doesn't say that God will condemn the tongues that rise up against you. It says you will condemn them. Misinformed teachers have been telling the body of Christ that God will handle everything for us. God is not going to fight our battles for us when he already has given us the overcoming power to use on the enemy. What we have to do is put it in his hands to do stuff. We want you to hear this again. God always causes us to triumph. God expects us to take the offensive against the enemy and drive him out of his strongholds. If you are going to have a victory, You'll have to participate in the battle. You'll have to fight the good fight of faith. You'll have to put your foot down on the devil's head. And remember that your victory over the devil is not supposed to be a once-in-a-while event. God sees you winning every battle, every time. He sees you as an instant in season and out of season. The Bible clearly says the constant state of victory is your God-given heritage. It is your birthright. That's it. Romans 8.37 says, We are more than conquerors. Notice how this is worded. Through him that loved us. It's not, it's not our works. It's the faith that we have in the word of God and putting it to work. Yes. God envisions us speaking forth his word and treading down every enemy that opposes his will. <clears throat> He's given us that authority. But... A lot of times you hear Christians say, I just don't know the Lord is going to take care of these financial, or I just know the Lord's going to take care of these financial problems. The Lord will take care of, you know, certain things for sure, but we have to take a part in them. Or it says, the Lord will take care of my backsliding wife, or the Lord will see about my child who's on drugs. And he will, but we have a part to play in releasing the word hallelujah, for that. How full of faith these words are, and they sound. However, it doesn't matter about the situation. When evil comes and goes and nothing improves, then these same folks try to patch up the misconception you know, by saying, well, God's just trying to teach me a lesson. Look, when we pull down the works of the enemy, when we leave it up to God, then I mean, without us doing anything, then it's just... Our ignorance gives occasion for the enemy to succeed. Look, we, we need to put stuff in the Lord's hands, but we do it by using the Word of God to That's fight right. and letting, doing all things through Christ who strengthens us. 
One of the primary works in the kingdom is to cast down imaginations, <clears throat> destroy the works of the enemy that he used to have over us. We, we, we can give it to him with our mouth. We have to be careful about that. How do we defeat the enemy? Well, <clears throat> God is our father and he is a good one. Good fathers don't teach their children by putting them through trials and tribulations. They teach them how to get through the trials and the tribulations. It's, it's not what we teach. We used, I like to say this too with raising kids. It's not what you, you know, do for them. It's what you teach them to do for themselves. And God gave us everything we need for life and godliness. And it's in the word and it's putting the word to work. Good fathers teach obedient children by words. They teach them by, we teach them by his word so we can rise up and become a strong warrior that the Holy Spirit will bring to our remembrance the things that we can do to defeat the enemy. And we can walk in the authority that yes. God has given us because we, look, child of God, it is your heritage to be an overcomer. Yes. First John 5, 4, I love this. First John 5, 4, for whatsoever is born of God, that's you, overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. It's faith in who we believe in because God promised us and we can walk in it. He doesn't say you might overcome the world. He doesn't say that you may overcome the world. He says you're going to overcome because you're using the word of God against the circumstances. Does that mean it'll change immediately? It means you're taking it down and it has to change because you keep standing up against it and that's how we overcome them. Amen. And that's every you know aspect. God expects us to win. He has given us, as it says in Luke 10, 19, the authority over the devil. It says, behold, I love Luke 10, 19. My mother-in-law does too says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now, we've explained this verse before, but it, it just, mm, and to, it, we need to keep explaining it until it comes totally second nature to you. The first word you, that's used to translate this in the Greek it, for power is exousia, but exousia means delegated power or authority. The second word that's translated in the Greek is dunamis. It means abilities. So notice carefully what God is actually saying. He says, I give you authority over all the ability of the devil. Are you, you need to get a hold of this. You have authority over all the ability of the enemy and nothing. I love this. Boy, you ought to shout and run around the room this morning. <clears throat> nothing shall by any means hurt you. So what does that say? When you're attacked, you go, wait a minute. I have authority over all your ability and nothing can by any means hurt us or hurt me. And you need to claim that because you have the total power. It says in Matthew 28, 18, it says all power was given to Jesus in heaven and on earth, which means the devil has none. He won that for us. He defeated. He made an open show of the enemy. And we don't have to kowtow to him. We don't have to bow to him because we have the ability to overcome him. I don't care what circumstances look like. You go, wait a minute. You, <clears throat> you wouldn't let somebody, you know, just 
beat you over the head when you know that you have the, look, it's your, it, that's your body. It's your home. It's your kids. The Bible says we're going to rule and reign someday, 2 Timothy 2.12 and Revelation 5.10. But we need to get used to taking dominion over what the Satan is forming against us. You know, if we can't overtake simple things like getting rid of a headache, how will we be able to rule and reign with Christ? We have to learn this by continually pressing the word, putting it to work in our circumstances, creating an atmosphere where the devil can't come in and make violations against us, cause us to lose our peace. Nothing is worth losing your peace over. When you start to lose your peace, you need to back up, regroup in the word of God, and take power and dominion before something crazy happens. You know, God is gathering a people who will walk in their heritage, a people who will not just talk the word, but walk the word. Right, Amen. baby? That's it. James 2.17. Faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. According to Strong's Recordus, the Greek word for works is G2041. G2041. And it means business, employment, that which anyone is occupied, that which one undertakes to do, enterprise, undertaking, Anything accomplished by hand, art, industry, or mind. And finally, it says an act, deed, thing, done. We think it's clear that works is more than being a greeter at church or visiting the sick, though both are noble and needed. You know, we may have to teach on that sometime. Jesus purchased a victorious and triumphant life for us. It's available to us today. However, before, we be, before we're going to be able to enjoy it fully, we must put the devil in his place. And remember, his place is under your feet. Romans 16, 20, 16, 20. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Once we realize and God always causes us to triumph over Satan, we will quickly be able to reclaim everything he's stolen from us. Activating Proverbs 6.31, 6.31. Amplified translation says, But if he is found out, he must restore seven, seven times what he stole. He must give the whole substance of his house, if necessary, to meet is fine. And we know who the thief is, yes, no matter who he's using. We do. When you're finally and fully, when you finally and fully realize that you win every time because of who you are in Christ, then you can start claiming your sevenfold. Hallelujah. Thank you. Good that. word. Hallelujah. That was that's a blessing. Amen. Little long, but it's it. a blessing. Well, until tomorrow morning, 8.30 Eastern, God bless you. Happy trails. And keep thinking rich thoughts from the Word of God. We love you. We appreciate you. Bye-bye.